Hello and welcome to uh, the latest podcast from West Mercia Police and Crime Commissioner. Uh, my name is John Campion and I'm the Police and Crime Commissioner and I'm joined today by... I'm Phil Compton and uh, I uh, manage the Independent Custody Visiting Scheme here at West Mercia on uh, John's behalf. Excellent. Thank you, Phil. And thank you for joining us uh, today. Um, we're going to have a chat around uh, around the scheme and what it yep, does and yep. indeed um, why it's important and uh, and the, the the what it does for us as a society, yep. not just working for me, but also what it does for the wider um, community. Um, probably the best thing to start off with is just explaining a bit, Phil, uh, around what uh, what is an independent custody visitor and what is that role that they that they carry out okay yeah certainly um so independent custody visitors icvs are appointed and overseen by the office of uh, police and crime commissioner so they work for they, so they work, work for, for me they not, work for you not for yeah. the force not for the force at all they are totally independent of the police force um they carry out as you've touched on an important and highly valued role that helps to strengthen police accountability um ICVs are volunteers drawn from all walks of life and they provide an independent check on the welfare of people who are detained in police custody across the force area. So who else would do that if they didn't exist? Who else would who else would be that check and balance? Well, there wouldn't be one in place. There are um, uh, schemes within sort of the prison that have independent monitors go, go in and check people who are serving prison sentences within prison. But um, ICVs deal with um, detained people at police stations who are, you know, a lot of them are pre-charged. They haven't even been charged with an offence. They've been detained. An offence is being investigated. It's an allegation. And they are going in to check that these uh, detainees are... Their welfare is is being looked after and um, that they're being treated in a a, a dignified uh, manner. Oh, good. Um, so, um, sort of, as public servants, the police um, should uphold sort of principle, principles of accountability and openness, which are relevant to custody visiting. And sort of, the police should also try and maintain a relationship with the public that reflects, sort of, in this country, that the the public are the police and the police are the public. One of those um, Peelian principles. So, custody suites really, without RCVs, are sort of a really hidden area of policing. Um, that would be sort of excluded from uh, the, the public view. Because they're not on the thoroughfare. If you ever visit a police station, they're exactly. always behind another closed door, another two Absolutely. closed doors often. Yeah. Um, they're not a thoroughfare, so yeah. you don't pop through custody on your way somewhere else in a police station, do Absolutely you? Absolutely so. not. So unless you happen to be arrested y- yourself or you, you... I try not to, yeah, Phil, but you're <laughs> not ruling it out yeah, just yet. Or you're a, a solicitor or, a, you know, a, a police officer then this really is a hidden area of, of policing. So sort of ICVs are, are providing a, uh, a, um, a accountability, really, and uh, monitoring of, of, of police custody suites. So, so if you were going to pick um, uh, in their role, what would be the, the, the couple of the core things you would say were, uh, were the core part of their, of their work? So I think um, custody visitors really have to be able to effectively communicate with with people from a sort of a variety uh, of different backgrounds. Um, they're looking at um, the the holding diversity and equality in high regard. 
Um, they need to be able to uh, demonstrate sort of an independent viewpoint, an impartial viewpoint, and really look, want to be comfortable challenging um, the, the, the police and sort of authority within the custody suite as and when it's necessary. But what about the, uh, what do you think is central to their role? What is it the outcome that they're trying to achieve? What do you think the, 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 the raison d'etre, the thing they're trying to, is it assurance? Is it, you know, what, what is it that they um, are trying to achieve? So they're trying to make sure really that, that custody facilities within our, our force area are safe and yep. dignified places um, where detainees are, are, are being held, really. That, that is the, the, the ultimate goal. And safe and dignified are two important words. And, it's, and dignified is interesting that you, you pick that up because um, custody, uh, being incarcerated, having your liberties mm. removed, don't necessarily mean having to have your dignity removed. And that dignity and respect is is important and they're that important check and balance as I yeah, understand absolutely. on behalf of the public so yeah. not on behalf of the police who would mm. do, do a difficult job very professionally mm. the vast vast majority of the time but sometimes that check and balance of that outside mm. view might ensure that uh, people are being treated in the way that we think the public would want them to be treated. Yeah it's important to remember that sort of people detained in in police custody suites are, are there for uh, regards to an allegation, um, they've, they've not been charged, they've not been found guilty of, of, of an offence. And custody visitors are, are going into um, police custody suites to check that people are being uh, properly treated in accordance with sort of the, the police codes of practice for the condition and treatment of people within custody and that every, everything is as it should be, really. So uh, when did they uh, when did they first start and uh, how did the scheme first come about? So during 1981, um, there were several sort of outbreaks of quite serious unrest in major cities um, across the country. Uh, the most significant of the disorders took place in Brixton, where there were hundreds of young people um, attacked property and the police. Um, the cause of the, the uh, disorders was sort of centred around people making a protest about uh, oppressive policing and in particular sort of the alleged harassment of uh, young people by the police. Um, the incidents kind of voiced a, a lack of trust in law and order and um, uh, and the police. And after days of unrest, these serious incidents led to the government uh, organising an urgent inquiry and appointing uh, a Lord Scarman uh, to conduct a, an investigation into the events. Um, and then as a result of this, the Scarman report was published and custody visiting was set up in response to the Scarman report. Um, so volunteers from the public and the local area in particular were then given uh, the ability to inspect police custody facilities uh, and to make sure detainees were treated properly and in accordance with the law uh, it was originally known as, as lay visiting, and independent custody visiting has sort of then developed out, out of lay visiting. So I've uh, been going for a few decades uh, Yes, now. indeed, yeah, yeah. And uh, as I go out and visit, some of our schemes are running. Uh, some of your members have been uh, lay visiting and custody visiting for a long time, so there's lots of experience yeah. in your cadre of volunteers doing there this There is, work. yeah. I mean, we've got um, some uh, members who've been uh, visiting for more than 25 years, which is you know, a huge amount of uh, experience and, and knowledge. And also... Uh, you know, a, a huge commitment to um, sort of their, their local community and, and making sure that, that things are being done properly uh, within the community by the police. Um, custody suites are uh, 24-7 mainly, mm. uh, here in West Mercia are, are 24-7. Um, 
Cussy visitors, uh, do they, uh, you know, how does it work? Uh, if we're going to get inspected, do the uh, do they get any notice so they can get things all in order for when the visitors <laughs> arrive? How, how does it work? No, not at all. Um, so visits are unannounced and ICVs um, can turn up any time uh, within, within within any time within the 24 hours that they, they want to. They always visit in pairs, so um, they will arrange a, a mutually convenient time at random with the, the other ICV they are visiting with. Completely independently of the force. The yeah, force absolutely. Have no idea. No, the force have no idea that uh, any, anybody is, is coming in, in, into custody and they can drop in at any time. Um, they must be admitted to the custody area immediately. They can only be really delayed if um, they are in in sort of physical danger. That if they were let into the custody suite, uh, they were they they would be in in some sort of physical physical danger. And just to sort of uh, it happens very very rarely. Last year we only had two occasions. Um, from all the visits that were carried out, which is over 200 in the, in the force area, where they weren't given immediate access to the police custody suite. And those were reasons of, of personal safety. In fact, something violent or something was happening. So. And that gives a good confidence to uh, that because uh, of the different times of day that they visit and the like, mm. um, that actually their their findings are, are an accurate reflection of, of the reality then. Because yeah. if they're admitted quickly, there's not mm. a quick half an hour when uh, the uh, staff can get things uh, all ship shape it is uh, an accurate no, no. representation yeah it is you know they do they, and we do try and, and um, sort of encourage them to, to vary the time and I sort of get reports back obviously uh, of the what they have recorded during the, the visit which is fed back into the force but one of the things I look for is that we've not got a a theme occurring where there's a tendency for um, people to be visited at the same time or the same day of the week and sort of the more varied that that we can make uh, the visits occur then sort of the the, the better the sort of the better the, the, the coverage is and sort of uh, the uh, the independence of, of of the scheme and then them dropping in at random is, is, is for the better. The, um, so talk me through a little bit around uh, around a visit. So um, what kind of things uh, will they do? What kind of information mm. will they ask for? What kind of things will they do on the visit to give that assurance mm. back to the public? Yeah. So ICBs, they've got to have access really to all parts of the custody area and to the associated facilities. So they'll go into the custody suite and they'll look at cell accommodation, for example, washing and toilet facilities, uh, facilities for the provision of sort of food, medical rooms, that that type of thing. Um, they'll prioritise vulnerable people in, in custody first. So those are sort of children and young people, people under 18, people with mental health issues. Um, uh, they'll look to see that detainees have been issued with a, a document which summarises their rights and entitlements whilst in custody. And they'll ask whether they've the police have explained what's going to happen next with them. Um, they'll ask if they've been offered legal advice. Um, have they been asked whether um, they want somebody notifying that they are in detention? Um, things such as have they been given enough to eat or drink? Uh, are they comfortable? Are they warm enough? Are they too hot, too cold? Um, are they aware of any reviews of detention that the police have carried out? Um, do they have any sort of medical needs? Do they require an interpreter? Um, 
How long have they been in custody? Do they know what's happened regards their investigation? Um, healthcare in custody. Um, quite a few of the detainees will have sort of healthcare issues. Um, ICVs will be wanting to find out if they've had access to a healthcare professional within a reasonable amount of time. Uh, they look sort of at diverse needs. So detainee needs are, are quite often invisible in relation to this. And they'll want to know, did the detainee have any sort of special diverse needs that custody staff can accommodate better than they uh, they, they might might be? And um, they'll look at things like, I say, temperature cleanliness of the custody suite and the cells. Are CCTV cameras working properly? Um, are the showers up to scratch? And if they've been offered one? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, some detainees uh, who are sort of in a, a complex investigation or detainees that have been refused bail or at the police station over the weekend to uh, appear at court, say, on a Monday morning, then it's quite important for their sort of dignity that they're offered showers, uh, a change of clothing, that, that type of thing. So that's one of the things that they'll look at. Um, reading material, uh, distractions. Obviously, it can be quite a, a boring uh, process for the detainee, sort of if investigations are taking a long time or the police are obtaining advice from a, a Crown prosecutor and the police will try and uh, give them reading material, whether it's books, newspapers, puzzles, that, that, that type of thing to distract them. Because there will be some parts of our community that will say, you know, this isn't a B&B &B or, no. or a hotel, uh, this is police custody. But um, none of this is around giving um, uh, special treatment or, or it is about maintaining a certain level of of uh, accommodation, isn't it, in terms of the things that they lawfully have access to mm. and, indeed, it's sensible that they have access uh, to. Yeah, it's... Um, because being in a police custody block isn't a punishment, is it? Exactly, yeah. People, people are there. They're, you know, a, a lot of people will be released under investigation by the, the police or released on bail or the police will decide that there's no further action to take place in regard of the allegations. So these are, they're not people out there to be punished as, as part of the allegation that's been made against them. Because that will come later if it's true, won't yeah, it? Yeah, if they are found guilty of an offence, then that's up to the, the court, obviously, to um, decide upon the, the, the sentence. Um, but sort of being in police custody itself, you, the detainee is there for an allegation to be investigated, not to be punished about the allegation before yeah. they've even ultimately, you know, been charged with with, with an offence or the, the police have decided how the, the offence is going to be disposed of. So it's important that, uh, you know, people are treated with, you know, with, with dignity. And So what kind of powers would the ICVs have? So let's say, for example, a detainee says to the, uh, says to the um, uh, ICV, um, I've not had a shower and I want mm. one. Mm -hmm. Can the ICV order that the um, that the detainee happens? You know, who's in charge of the who's in charge of the block? Yeah. So um, most of the issues that our ICVs uh, re report back on are addressed there and then at the time. The custody sergeant is in charge of the custody suite when the custody visitors arrive. Our that, ICVs arrive, and that never changes. So the, no. these are just lay people raising, exposing issues. Yeah. So it is still the professional police officers and the police sergeants who run the who run Yeah, the, box, the, the custody officer, the sergeant, the custody sergeant is is in charge of the custody 
to sweet. So if we had a situation where our ICVs uh, have, have gone and spoken to a detainee and he said he hadn't been offered or she hadn't been offered a shower or wanted to have a shower, then the ICVs would bring this up with the custody sergeant and um, it would it may have been that the police have been perhaps too busy to offer uh, the detainee a shower or they didn't realise the detainee wanted a shower, that, that type of thing. But then the, the, the custody sergeant would facilitate the detainee having, having a shower, yeah. Uh, and they, So sometimes it's that challenge of actually this person wanted one and hasn't had one, yeah. and it's about that, that check and balance on behalf of myself yes. and the community Absolutely, by yeah. extent to say, yeah. is there a reason for this? It's not yeah. about second-guessing the, the judgment of those professional officers running the block, is it? No, no, um... They quite often will 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 bring up issues, ICVs, such as one of one of the we don't have a lot of high, well we don't have had any high impact findings sort of within within the last year, but an example of something that is brought up is um, uh, detainees saying, for example, they might not have been kept up to date with policing inquiries. And you can understand if the if the custody suite is really really busy and and, and the police are working at full tilt. Um, then they, they might perhaps forget to give you as a detainee a regular update with your uh, what's happening with your case, and you're sat in the cell thinking, "Well, I've been sat here, you know, for four hours, and nobody's come back to me with what's happening. Uh, I, I don't know when I'm am I going to be released? When am I going to be released? That type of thing. I, I, do I need to put a phone call in to say I can't go to work? It that, that type of thing. So an example of what ICVs raise is that we go to the custody sergeant and say. Um, We've spoken to the detainee in cell two. Um, he, he or she is sat down there. They don't know what, what is happening. Um, can you please give them, provide them with an update? And that would then be done. So, custody so that sergeant... Balance, that, that, that exposing or, or raising of issues, because mm. sometimes there can be very good reasons why, uh, you know, the, uh, that things have or haven't happened. But it is that sometimes it's to probe to see whether there's a justifiable reason yes. uh, around, but also yeah. potentially being an advocate on behalf of the detainee as well in mm. certain situations. Yeah. But not just giving the detainee what they want. It is a... Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. It's, it's making sure they are treated in accordance with... The, there's a, a code of practice that the police must follow yeah. for the detention and treatment of of detainees. And it's checking that, as you say, with checks and balances and monitoring that that, that, that is being adhered to, really. So, so obviously, a complex um, uh, situation in any custody block mm. um, and your uh, custody visitors um, go through a series of training and uh, mm. professional development in their time uh, in the scheme. Uh, roughly, how many visits do they make uh, every year and how many uh, ICVs are there across West Mercia? Um, uh... So, 2019, we did, uh, they made 226 visits. Um, the And sort of of the detainees that they were available to speak to them, um, they had a success rate of speaking to 84% of the detainees. That's really good. So for some, sometimes 
when an ICV will will visit, then the detainee might not be available. They might be in interview with a solicitor, or they so, might be asleep. Or, exactly yeah. asleep, and the ICV doesn't want to wake them up, or they might be seeing um, a healthcare professional, a nurse, about something. So those wouldn't be available to be seen. But our, our detainees who are available and you know available to be interviewed by our ICVs. Um, the 84% which is re- of them see an ICV, which is really good. Um, we've got, um, as I say, we've made 226 visits last year. The um, scheme is split into four geographical panels. So there's um, Shropshire visits, um, Shrewsbury and Telford police stations. Herefordshire panel visits Hereford police station. Uh, North Worcester visits Kidderminster and South Worcester visits uh, Worcester. So, um, all the bases covered across the force area. And yeah. how, how do you uh, recruit the uh, ICVs? Where? How do they? Uh, how do they get involved? Do they? So we um, advertise um, via the uh, the website, which is uh, www.westmercia-pcc.gov.uk. Um, there's information on there about recruitment, some videos, some links about the role, um, documents on there that explain the role and also an application form. Um, we uh, advertise in local press, as in local printed press. We've been quite successful with that. And also uh, via, via social media. So they're drawn from the community. They're yeah. cross-sections of our community who take part and uh, and get involved and uh, anybody that does want to, to do this uh, role they can have a look on on my website and mm-hmm. can find out a bit more information um custody uh, from my visits uh, can sometimes feel quite a stark mm. a stark environment especially if you've never been there before or indeed they might feel mm. a, a scary environment if you've been there 50 times yes before. so for me, on behalf of the public, I think the custody visiting scheme is a really good way that we can provide some reassurance to the community around that dignity uh, and respect and indeed them being treated in, in, in the way that we would expect. Um, because I, it, it's important, I think, an important principle that it is just a mechanism for achieving justice mm-hmm. in a safe way yeah. that custody is rather than a form of punishment uh, to which yeah. uh, I think would be uh, the wrong, you know, that that's that's for other people to, yes. to deal yeah, with, isn't absolutely, it? absolutely, yeah. yeah. And without these people giving this time, uh, you know, we, we wouldn't have that reassurance. Mm. And uh, I've seen uh, I've seen some custody visits uh, and I've always been very impressed mm. in the professionalism of those doing doing the role and at uh, different times of day and night in different yeah, weathers. Yes, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's... Uh, you know, it's we, we as I've said, we try and get sort of a um, a nice spread uh, of of visits, and you know, ICVs are, are out there, sort of, you know, all times of day and the night, you know, uh, representing the community and making sure that let's say custody suites in in the force area are safe places. Safe places, yeah.
And I'm uh, and I'm very grateful for those that volunteer and some of the decades of service that you've mm. alluded to, Phil, are, are a testament to their commitment, but also, I think, to the community wanting to ensure that our system of justice in this country mm. is one to which we can be um, rightly uh, proud of. I want to thank you for taking part today. Thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, also running my scheme. Uh, we're, we're very proud here of the work that they do and the hours that are given by, yes. by the volunteers um, to what is um, a, a difficult subject, but but a, an important one. And uh, I'd like to thank our listeners today for uh, joining us and uh, and hearing about another facet of the work that uh, that I do as police and crime commissioner. <laughs>